right, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and our co-host, the director of the Janesville Community Center, fellow teacher at Rock County Christian School, the author of the Ray's Rambling blog, author, professor, teacher, pastor, the guy who does it all, Mr. Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Yeah, talk about somebody who does it all, Kevin. I see you do a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, there's Netflix, there's eating on the couch. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you, I do a lot. Uh, Watching well, other people work. Well, and chasing after four boys. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. that's, telling my wife to chase after four that, boys. That, really that's, that's plenty of <laughs> stuff. Anyway. All right, well, we're continuing our series. And honestly, at first, this was I, I thought this would just be like a one-episode thing. And, uh, yeah, this is going to turn into a series. You should have known I better. know, I know. Nothing goes in one shot with me. <laughs> uh, well, this was, was going to be a rating in Ray, and uh, we said, I thought, no, this could be a whole episode. And then, yeah, this is going to be a series. <laughs> um, so we started it last week. We're talking about misapplied scripture or misused scripture. And last week we kind of talked about um, the importance of rightly handling the word of truth. Mm-hmm. We talked about the importance of even preaching, uh, preaching in a right way that leads to right study. <coughs> and then uh, we started going through this list, this list of 17 Bible verses that uh, Eric uh, Barkerhuff wrote about in his book, The Most Misused Verses in the Bible, Surprising Ways God's Word is Misunderstood. And we're kind of using that as an outline. Right. So last week we talked about judge not, mm-hmm. lest ye be... Whoa, no. We can, <laughs> stop it lest, we can mark everything else out and just judge not. Yeah. <coughs> but, um, sorry, I've got a little bit of a cold that developed since last week. Oh, boy. <coughs> so, anyway. End of school stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I left my cough drops in the car. So, I'm just going to try to get through. This. And my water bottle is now empty. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to get through this somehow. But, anyway. Our verse for today is a verse that really actually, I think this verse started... Um, all me, of this. At least me thinking. Yeah, about it. yeah. So you started blogging about these verses, and you're yeah. going to be blogging about more of this later. But uh, let me turn there, and because it is such an encouraging verse, Ray. Oh, it, it really. Um, <laughs> it, it it really <laughs> soothes my soul mm. when I need encouragement, and I hate and I I'm mocking. I know, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard so many people say this about this verse, and this verse drives me up a wall. Not the verse itself, mm-hmm. not the word of God, but the misapplication of it. Yes. Um, so Jeremiah, and I, I'm sure people know exactly where I'm going now. Jeremiah, uh, chapter. Uh, 29, verse 11. Verse 11? Verse 11. Okay. For I know, Ray, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. This is the ESV. Hmm. To give you a future and a hope. Hmm. Or in other translations, I know the plans I have for you are good and not evil. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that encourage you, Ray? Hmm. Now, I want, what I wanted to do Maybe this should be the picture for this episode or something. I want a picture of like some horrible terrorist like Kim Jong-un or Hitler or something and mm-hmm. post this verse under it. I know the plans I have for you, person. Plans for good <laughs> and not evil. for evil. Some child rapist or kidnapper or serial killer, Manson or somebody. Yeah. I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. They are good, not evil. Yeah. Already we can see how this verse can be really misapplied. Right. 
and, and but even on a lesser <coughs> scale than that, it is misapplied. Um, people want to take it as God speaking to them as an individual directly. Yeah. And you know what? I've got this wonderful plan for your life, and it's going to be always a good thing. Yeah. Just wonderful, you know, uh, gardens and roses, and everything's coming up roses, and, you know, therapeutic morality mumbo jumbo. Um, and it's uh, the, the main reason it's misapplied, which I, I would say is the main reason almost all, if not all, of these passages or, or verses are misapplied, or even just parts of verses, is they are ripped out of context. Yes. And, and I'm going to rip something out of context right now. Okay. <laughs> that is the most wonderful sound in the world to me, a can of soda opening up. By the way, this is diet soda for my wife listening. This is a diet cherry 7-up. You were there when I bought this. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt, but yes, the context is king. Context matters in every verse that we look at. Right. The, the scriptural context as well as the cultural and historical context. That verse is a part of a letter that Jeremiah sends to the exiles of Israel in Babylon. Is not meant for individuals. In fact, my... Educated guess is that the the uh, pronoun you is a plural pronoun, not a singular yeah. pronoun, um, which is often the case in the Bible, but is often translated the other way or accepted as being singular when typically it's plural. And first of all, the Israelites are in exile because of unconfessed and unchanging sinful lives. Yeah. So this is God's way of punishing them for that to, in order to bring them back into right relationship right. with him. And, then, and so it, this is not something directed at individuals. It's directed at God's people. And the fact that he's even directing them in this way still shows the love of God. Yeah. You know, he disciplined them, but he still loves them. And he's calling them back into this right relationship. And that's what he's getting at here right. is, you know, you screwed up, but I promise you that if you do repent and come back to me, you will prosper. Right. You know, the what I refer to as, I don't know if I've told you this, the Thompsonian hermeneutic, hermeneutical principle number one. Okay, number one. I like the that. The Bible was written... For us, not to us. Right. And so, yeah, this was not written to us. Mm -hmm. Now, there's truth that we can glean from this. Yes. But we have to take it in its proper context, and we have to see who is God talking to. Because God doesn't have this plan for everybody. There are people who are going to wind up in hell. Yep. There are people that um, are not going to go through, quote, unquote, good times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sometimes how people view this as well, that God's going to have this really uh my life is going to be filled with sunshine roses and unicorns mm -hmm. um because god god sounds well again that as you said uh, very 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 uh astutely this is written for us mm -hmm. this is written to israel at a particular time in a particular place and they're not going through a fun time right now but god is using this to chastise them to bring them back 
Well, and the interesting thing is he's telling them to prosper where they are. Right. Even in yeah. the midst of this foreign pagan culture. And you've got examples of that uh, later on in the prophets with Daniel and his friends. Yeah. They did exactly what Jeremiah said for yeah. them to do. To prosper, to do well, to, to worship God, even in the midst of a place that will kill you if they find you doing yeah. so. So we can't just claim this and like, okay, I'm going through a tough time now, but I know. And I've seen people use this basically to um, justify sin. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm living through, uh, you know, I'm living with my girlfriend or something. I mean, I am, but she's also my wife. That, but, <laughs> that usually is a good, good, good thing. But, you know, I'm shacking up with my girlfriend. And I know the preacher guy's getting on my case. But listen, I know uh, God's not going to punish me because, mm. or, uh, and it's just hiding sin, covering sin, yep. or you can't judge me as we talked about last week. I mean, one of the, one of the pastor sites that I'm on on Facebook pages, a guy brought up about, he was just asked, this couple has been, um, attending church. They live together. He confesses Christ. She does not. And they want him to marry yeah. them. And he's like, I, can't do that because the unequally yoked passages right. and stuff. But the, the, again, this is this. Well, you know, God. Oh, here, this is the the grossest interpretation. God just wants us to be happy. Right. He wants me right. to be happy. And that I mean that's in every a lot of even some of the Christian films. Right. It's all about God is going to do good stuff yeah. for us. And make us happy. So don't be so negative when you're preaching and you're serving and I mean, God is about love, 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 love. Well, again, as we said, was that just in the last episode, Hebrews 12 talks about God disciplining his children. Uh, that is love. an act of love. Right, right. I mean, it would be the worst possible thing to let a child go do whatever they want yeah. to because that leads to death. Absolutely. And that's exactly what God is doing here. He's chastising the people. They're not in Israel. Mm -hmm. They are in Babylon. Or they're heading that direction, actually. Mm. Um, they'll get there in Lamentations, but not quite in Jeremiah. Um, so God is punishing his people, um, but with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we can't just claim this verse, that God is only going to do good to me and not anything bad. Um, you're not Israel. Yeah. And even Israel... Is going through a difficult time and is about to go through a difficult time. So, mm -hmm. all right, well, that's, that's Jeremiah 29 11. Um, and then let's look at, oh, we've got plenty of time here. So let's, let's move We're on to our next one. We're going to do two in one day? Hey, we doubled Man. last week. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. so uh, Matthew chapter 18. And let me read this here. Because I've heard this many times. In fact, I'll tell you, I was uh, out witnessing a while back. And I've talked to these guys sitting on um, the doorstep of their house, out on the steps, and they were, um, they had a, a cigarette in one hand and a bottle of alcohol in the other, I forget what it was. Um, and I said, you know, I, found, I was inviting them to church. Church? We don't need to go to church. We've got three people right here. And wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. So we're, we're, we're at church right now. <laughs> so let me read this. Matthew chapter 18. Um, 
<clears throat> and verse 20, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. <laughs> so, oh, it just makes Ray, me we're just cry. two people right now, so if we invited uh, somebody else to come down. Well, it does say church, two right? or three. Oh, two, okay, so we're good. We're, we're good. We're good and hey, we're big guys, so we must count for, <laughs> yeah, you know. We, we, we put our weights together, it's enough for three. Yeah, yeah there we go. So, um, there we are. God's here. Well, and I, I think he is here yeah. with us. But again, it's, it's chapter 18 of Matthew is all about church discipline. Well, at least how, it's passages, yeah. And how you go about it. And this is a part of that, you know. But, you know, whenever two or three are gathered in our midst, I mean, first of all, it has to be for the purposes of God. I mean, you guys, well, we got church. Well, you know, we're drinking and we're smoking and stuff. And But, I mean, there's two or three of us here. We don't that's need that's like a Rastafarian church right there. Yeah. Well, there you <laughs> go. They, they have dreadlocks, though. They got to yeah. have dreadlocks. There's a Bob Marley in the background. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the... the it's just, it's so nonsensical to me <coughs> for people to think that they can rip that one out of context. It has no meaning right. out of context. Well, let's talk about what the meaning is, because you, you, you hit it around the head. It is church discipline, yeah. uh, which we kind of referenced in, in our last point as well. Um, let me read the whole context. Okay. Imagine that. Let's do that. Uh, Matthew 18, verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others, there's your two or three, along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Two or three, oh, we have a context. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile. As a tax collector, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two or three of you, if two of you agree, again in context, on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So we have the context of this statement. Two or three gathered in my name is not a church service. Right. And it's not saying that God has some sort of um, special presence. But here they're talking about evidence mm. of a wrong that's been committed. Right. And that's that was the court of law in the Jewish culture in the Old Testament required two witnesses. That's why you have the, the drastic attempt <clears throat> to have a couple of witnesses to <clears throat> testify against Jesus. Yeah. The same thing happens to Stephen in Acts 7. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying their hardest to follow the letter of the law, through, completely throwing out the spirit of the law. Right. And that's, and that's the, the issue here, though, is in that context of establishing something that is pr provable. Yeah. Not some fanciful charge against somebody, but, you know, you have been, you know, we know that you did this. Yeah. And sometimes that's all, it, like with David. Right. You know, Nathan came to him after a year of David trying to cover up his sin with Bathsheba and by murdering Uriah, uh, her husband. A year later, Nathan comes and says, you're the man. 
You know, it tells this elaborate story. Wait, King James Version, I love this, thou art the man. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds more powerful. Yes, yes. Well, you know, God always speaks in King James, Yes, right? he does. But <laughs> the, the, so, I mean, gratefully, we have guidelines yeah. to do these things. We don't follow them very well. Conflict management is one of the most important things about leadership, and it's one of the least things that people yeah. desire to do and know how to do. By the way, this also protects you. Oh, yeah. Because we have a lot of false accusations in churches. Yes. yes. And so what, what Jesus is saying here is that it actually, there actually has to be some sort of evidence. It's mm -hmm. not just one guy's word against another, and so believe who's, who's more popular. Mm -hmm. or, or more powerful. Yeah. And, by, oh, this, and, this, and we do know that um, and Paul talks about rebuking an elder. Mm -hmm. So this isn't, you know, this applies to the church leadership as well. But even there, you need witnesses to establish what's going on. Right. In fact, Paul condemns you uh, if, if you're just going to listen to gossip about the pastor. Mm -hmm. No, there needs to be witnesses. And so um, this is not talking about a church service. I can blow off church because I, you know, my family, uh, we have a family. Because, of, yeah, we're two or three there. that have gathered. Yeah. yeah. And so that's not what this is saying. This right. is saying... This is a church discipline issue, yep. and God is saying, "I'm behind, the, the the weight of the church is behind church discipline," mm -hmm. and so uh, it's a serious issue. And again, as, as you mentioned before, the purpose of church discipline is not just to criticize or judge, but it's to bring back, restore a fallen mm -hmm. brother. Yeah, and and that's what exactly what it says here. Yeah, you know, you'll, you'll bring you'll win <coughs> your brother, right? And and that's that's crucial to and again. This is another example, and this is, this is going to be consistent throughout all 17 of these, is where we take a, a verse or a part of a verse of Scripture and rip it out of its context. Right. That's where the misunderstandings and the misapplications come from. All right, let's jump into a third one. Oh, let's do three. Oh, we're going we're to fit this one in. we got, we got like 10 minutes. We can do this. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> all right, so John chapter 14. Um, this is going to touch on a subject that I know you are pretty passionate about, so I might have to rein you in a little bit here. Um, but Ray, do you need a you need a new car, don't you? You need like a Lamborghini. Oh man, you need a I'd, Porsche or something. I'd take a Tesla. Um, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a Tesla here because Ray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John chapter fourteen, verse thirteen. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So, Ray, you want that Tesla? You pray in the name of Jesus, and that Tesla is yours. No, no, it's got to be in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Ray, if you ask for that Tesla in the name of Jesus, it is yours. That's what this verse says. If you ask anything, anything, Ray, it's yours. And th this is this has got to be one of the... Main verses that the prosperity gospel people like to abuse. Thing is, you know, again, it can look like, you know, if people are prosperous and they don't have the bumps in the road that uh, many believers have. It can look like Jesus answered that prayer for them. Yeah. But everybody goes through some things that aren't the happiest of circumstances. Yeah. You know, when we talk about 
um, the one in Romans that people abuse. I read, wrote about that this morning, how you know, Paul went through shipwreck and um, uh, having a thorn in the flesh and yeah. being left for dead after he'd been stoned and, and other things. And you know, uh, God works things for good according to his purpose, not mine. Well, hold off on that. I know that's We're getting that one. next week. That's our I first know. verse next okay. week. Okay, all right, all right. But the, the, the pray in the name, and, and I mean, I have this habit, I grew up with it, and then my prayers in the name of Jesus. Yeah, which I don't think is a bad habit. Right, and because if basically what, what I'm saying is, if it's in the name of Jesus, it is for the purpose of Jesus, right. not for my own purpose, yeah, and let's, or let's, unless my purpose is in line with it. Let's back up, because again, context is king here. Right. Um, as, as one person said, a, a, a text without a context is a pretext. Right. And so verse 15, excuse me, verse 12 of chapter 14 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Mm. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father, whatever you ask. It. So he's talking about you doing the works of me, of, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not, so doing works in the name of Jesus it, praying in Jesus' name is not like a magical formula right. that you, if you say it the right way, it's like rubbing the lamp and the genie pops out. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's saying, I want to do what Jesus would have me to do. I want to do the works that Jesus would do. And it's interesting how he says, you will do greater things than I yeah. did. Because now, in, through his resurrection and his ascension, he sends the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit, into each one of us. Right. So in a very real sense, we are, don't want to be, think, people think that I'm sacrilegious here. We are Jesus to the world. Right. We represent. We represent. We have his life reflecting through us. Right. And not, you know, it's like uh, on that reflect book. I, I start out by saying the thing that I, that I know of that reflects most is the moon. But that's, it's reflecting the light of the sun right when we reflect jesus it's coming from inside of us yeah it's not something bouncing off of us yeah and, and but that either way it doesn't come from us right um and and so yeah when he's saying you're going to do greater things than i not talking about dying on the cross no but he's talking about whether these miracles or you're going to see some incredible things that you haven't seen before and that that comes up in acts yes you know peter raised somebody from the dead yeah. paul raised somebody from the dead um, you know, things happen. They they healed people. They they caused the blind to see. They did all well, these it's things. Just the fact that the gospel is being spread across the world. Yeah. And one day will conquer the world mm -hmm. is a pretty amazing feat that these Jewish fishermen wouldn't have conceived of. Yeah. As Jesus is saying these words to him. In fact, I would say that they were the the church was the main cause. Christianity was the main cause for the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And, and any empire, for that matter, I mean, it may well, be... Well, the Caesars agreed with you. It, <laughs> it may be even be um, what happens here. Yeah. Because you know, unless something uh, sort of a miracle happens... Oh, Reese getting all post-millennial on us right now. Uh, no, not, <laughs> no. I, I just think that all you got to do is study the history of uh, empires. They all fall Yeah. sooner or later. We're not talking about Christians as a conquering army 
no. going into oh, Pizza Wire. That's, no. that's, what, that's where I'm joking. No, here. no, no. Um, we, we, we don't... Violence is not a part of our vocabulary or action. It should never have right. been. Uh, but we're also not going the opposite way of a, a dispensational uh, oh. negative view that... No, um, no. Everything's going. This is this down. is God's this is God's good earth, and we are to be salt and light in this earth. Right. If we, you know, if we divorce ourselves from that responsibility, then we're probably more to blame for the downfall of the American Empire than any any other um, other force. So, getting back to ask for anything in my name, <laughs> reining you in. Oh, man. Um, we're not fine. just saying we're not we're not teaching a prosperity gospel. We're not no, saying whatever you no. want. You want money. You want cars. You want women. You want anything. Just mm-hmm. pray in the name of Jesus. Just add that little thing to your prayer in Jesus' name, and all of a sudden, bam, you'll get it. Or if you have enough faith, Ray, mm-hmm. you can get whatever you want. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that um, we can do all the things that God wants us to do. In his name. In his name, and which is basically the same thing as saying in his will. Right. Yes. And for his purposes. All right. So now we are out of time. Okay. And so we, we did make some progress on our list here. Hey. We've got we got through the first four. All right. Uh, we're not even at the halfway mark. So join us. What, what are we going to cover next week? Well, join us next week and find out. There you go. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> anyway, um, thought I was watching the old Batman. Same bat uh, station. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the old Batman show with my kids the other day, so I was thinking about that. Call me dumb, but I like that You're better dumb. than I do any of the Batman movies. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, cause, pretty I mean, much. it's slapstick, but you know. Except, I, I gotta say, and, and don't look down on me. I, I did like the Lego Batman movie. I didn't see um, that one. They had a lot of allusions to the original. That was ah, okay. Anyway, so yeah, don't forget to check out. We got, so our, our recommended resources. Uh, we're, we're working through the book, the most misused verses in the Bible by. Eric uh, Bargerhuff, but also, um, you know, we, we mentioned the, the, the book Reflect mm-hmm. by Thaddeus Williams, mm-hmm. that uh, you can read Ray's review of that on our blog and check out the book yourself. That so, has been the, the most uh, important book I have read in quite some time, mm-hmm. I think. It really has helped me to see some stuff that uh, I wasn't willing to admit. Uh, definitely helped me to reflect on Christ more, and and that's uh, what we're supposed to be doing yeah. uh, pretty much every day. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up there, so don't forget to check out the website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org, where the blog should be updated, um, even as you're, as you're reading this, hopefully we're keeping up with that, Ray's going to be doing some a lot of blogging for us, and I'm going to try to get some work done, I'm going to try to get some articles up there, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we got some, so hopefully get that. So uh, check us out on Twitter at Basic Bible Cast. Also the same on Instagram. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. Yeah.